This is Gilbert Andrew Garcia. Listen to my radio show, A Tip from Gilbert. Talk, inspiration, and prayer every Monday from 11 a.m. till noon on Houston's Gospel Leader, KWWJ. 1360 AM and streaming live on kwwj.org. Listen on the legendary KYOK 1140 AM and streaming live on kyokradio.org. KCOH 1230 AM, The Source. On San Geek Radio 95.1 FM 1460 AM. And Aliento Radio 101.7 FM and 1540 AM. Call in at 832 832- 2-570-8075 and follow me on social media. See you then. down just a tad. You got me, Gilbert Andrew Garcia, with a tip from Gilbert. Talk inspiration and prayer. We're going to thank you, studio audience. We're going to let this play just a teeny bit, and of course, we'll play it in the end. This is the group called the Trogs, and they were very popular during the British invasion in the 60s, and they had that incredible song that played at all the parties and everything called Wild Thing. Dun-dun-dun. You make my heart sing groove airs. I don't know all the words, but something like that. But then they came up with this beautiful ballad, and we'll play it in its entirety at the end. But when I listen to it, it makes me think of a spiritual feeling around us when he keeps saying, love is all around me. I see your face before me as I lay in my bed. I cannot get to thinking of all the things you said. Um, When you go through it, it really has some incredible words to it. It was written by one of the band members. I feel it in my fingers. I feel it in my toes. This love that's all around me. And so it grows. It's written in the wind. It's everywhere I go. So if you really love me, come on and let it show. So we'll talk about it. If there's ever a time we need love in the world, it's now. Uh, It's unbelievable the meanness in this world of wars overseas. I have a very inspiring guest, Mr. Ramon Manning. Mr. Ramon Manning, welcome to A Tilt from Gilbert, Talk, Inspiration, and Prayer. Now, I've known Ramon for many years, and the great thing I could say about him is, you know, he loves the city. And I think that's number one. Number two is he really believes in um, empowering people of color, really even and out things in the world. And he really has put his uh, mind to work. I mean, he's been on different boards. He's really made things happen. He's a very successful entrepreneur. He always finds a way to work with other minority firms, people of color, women firms. But why we have him today, he's also essentially the chairman of the Emancipation Park. Absolutely. And so, Ramon, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. So, so let me just go back for a second. Um, you've really done a lot. Tell me about your background. Like, you know, when you were born, did you say to yourself when you were a young Ramon, there was a young Ramon at one time. Did you say, I mean, you're young now compared to me anyway. Uh, When you were young, did you say, you know, one of these days, I'm going to be the chairman of probably the single oldest park 
in the state of Texas, one that was bought and financed by freed slaves, that at one point was the only park where African-Americans could go. I mean, did you have that in you or or when did the light bulb go off? You know, um, Gilbert, I will admit um, the short answer to your question um, is no. I, I, I had no idea. I think most people talk about service and it being a calling. Um, I don't think people wake up and decide they want to go into certain things and pursue them all the way into their late adulthood. Things kind of just happen and you see a need in the community in which you live, work, and play, and you want to contribute. And I think for myself, what's really important is I have ties to that community um, as a kid, um, you know, staying with my Aunt Ruby um, every summer, going to the summer program at Texas Southern and going to church with her over at Jordan Grove, a block away from Emancipation Park. No kidding. Absolutely. And, you know, Gilbert, I grew up out in the Missouri City area. And I've always had a connection to Third Ward via my aunt and some uncles. And as I graduated from high school, I attended Texas Southern University. And that cemented um, my relationship with this community because um, I believe it was my second or third year at Texas Southern when I really began to learn about the history of the Third War community and how deep and rich it is. Well, let me ask you this. So... So you grew up there. I mean, this is really like you really giving back to your community and your roots, right? Yes. Because you're right there. Did you go to the park as a kid? I did. And it so, was kind of, I don't want to say be rude, but it was kind of like, no, I don't want to say run Gilbert, down. It was run down. Gilbert, um, after church on Sunday, my Aunt Ruby would take me over to Emancipation Park to kind of wear me out a little bit yep. before we went home. <laughs> yeah. And I can tell you, my vivid memories of Emancipation Park as a kid were it was extremely hot mm-hmm. um, because it was summertime, but there was very little uh, equipment on the playground. Um, uh, it wasn't le- it wasn't well ma- maintained, um, and it didn't have all of the accoutrements that. Mm-hmm parks on the other side of the tracks in our city had. And so I remember that vividly. Interesting. Hold some of that thought for a moment. I want to go back to something. So the park, give us some history in the park because I was, um, you know, I don't know if I was amazed or I was just like, I wanted to say glory, hallelujah or something. But when I read a little bit about the history of the park, it's amazing. And I'm not so sure everyone knows about that history. So when was it founded? And give us that backstory. So Gilbert, you you have to go back to 1872. Wow. You had uh, Reverend Jack Yates, Elias Dibble, Richard Allen, Richard Brock, four community leaders pulled together 800 bucks and purchased the original 10 acres, which is now Emancipation Park, in 1872. That's incredible. Absolutely. And they did it, Gilbert, because it was the anchor and the building block of building a community. Now, remember, folks of color couldn't commune and gather in public places. So these community leaders had the foresight 
to think about something larger than themselves after being enslaved to think about what's the building block of a community and how do we begin to do that? And more importantly, how do we do this in such a fashion to where we own it and it's ours and projecting that ownership mentality? Can you, I mean, sometimes I just can't even imagine the the mentality of blacks couldn't even commune together. Absolutely. I mean, how, I mean, how could people sit around and think that that's normal? You know, what yeah. was going through yeah. their mind yeah. that that was, they thought, normal? Well, well Gilbert, you got to remember something. So the Emancipation Proclamation, all of that happened, but it took two years to get down here, General Gordon Granger was down in Galveston, sent by the Union Army to let people know, hey, you're free. So this park was really celebrated in an anchor to celebrate recent freedom for Juneteenth. They couldn't go anywhere else yeah. and gather to celebrate their freedom. So as you think about this, some community leaders, and much like the Civil Rights Movement, Gilbert, you had women who played an intricate role in helping to come up with that 800 bucks that you very rarely hear about, right? You only hear about these four men, but there were women that played an intricate role in getting this done and making this happen as well. Wow, hold that thought. We have a caller already. So do we have Miss Edna Griggs there? Yes, you do. Th this is the real mayor of Houston. Edna Griggs, how are you? Oh, I'm just so just, just fabulous. I just wanted to thank everyone that came out to our Texas Democratic Women Luncheon on Saturday. Woo! Thank what you, studio audience. Phenomenal. What, what a phenomenal group of women that received the awards. It was fantastic. Thank you so much, Gilbert, for being a sponsor. And it was just a wonderful, wonderful event. I think people were, they're fired up and ready to get out here and vote. And let's make the difference in this uh, election coming up. Well, I will tell you, of course, I was there. I had a blast. Uh, I flew in from Louisiana just for that because I, my wife and I took my um, our son to LSU. He's uh, going to be a freshman. And I'm so, oh. I'm so glad I flew in to see it. And boy, I tell you, was Mayor Turner funny or what? <laughs> he, he was... <laughs> Oh my God! I just got to talking about him. I mean, come on, he was—he was hilarious, and I can't—I can't say what he said here because he was uh, heckler. But let's just say it was—you uh, know—one of those words you can't say on the radio. It was very interesting, and boy, was Sheila! Now Sheila's I was about to say congresswoman. Yeah, Congress Sheila's always woman. good. She's always good, but she was exceptionally good on oh, Saturday. Yeah. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Well, you know, anytime that you're in the house. With uh, over 190 women, Scott, you gotta be, you gotta be fired up, okay? Because women is gonna change, women is gonna change the direction of this election. So hey, we are ready, fired up, and ready to go. And I really like the lifetime achievement for Lenore because when her comments that she goes, and I'll never be able to paraphrase it, but she was there when Eleanor Tinsley first won. She was there when all these. She was there. She was there. And when she yeah. went through that cadence. It really was very historical, the different races um, yes. and against the odds, some of those victories. Uh, I right. thought it was wonderful. It really moved me. Oh, well, I am so glad. And we are just so glad that everybody was in the house, had a, such a great and elegant time. And what about our president, Daisy Morris? Ah! 
<laughs> Daisy's what unbelievable. Daisy's great. Daisy's great. But let me ask you, and I, I have you know, a guess. I, saw, I saw that in Daisy, Gilbert. I saw it for the day that I met her, and I told her, I say, okay, you're going to be president of Texas Democratic Women. We're going to make this happen. And I was so proud to have been involved in getting her there. And she did such a marvelous and outstanding job. I told her, I said, okay, now what's your next move? We're not stopping now. That's exactly right. Well, thank you for mentoring her. Now, Miss Edna, I have Ramon Manning here and he is the chairman of the Emancipation Park. Is it called the Conservancy? Conservancy. And I don't know, Edna, what do you think of Emancipation Park and the historical significance? He's just really educating us here and all of Houston because it's a great story. I hate I didn't hear all of it. I know, you know, I know some of, of what has happened out there and heard that, of course, from Congresswoman. But uh, I think it's fabulous. And I'd really like to I really need to know more because I'm actually from the north side. I'm from Acres Homes. And so, uh, uh, you know, I, I go there all the time and I go by there. But I think that we need to talk more about the history, you know, of the Emancipation Park and everything. I just really think we do. And I know Congresswoman was mentioning something about the fact is that what she wants to bring in some type of um, trail. You might know about that. Yes. Whatever the trail yes. Or something. Ramon, very, very tell us what's going with. on with the trail. So, so, you know, much like um, the Selma Trail in Alabama, um, mm -hmm. there is um, a trail. We just got the approval uh, to do the study um, in Congress. Um, Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee carried it in the House and Senator John Cornyn carried it in the Senate and got the legislation passed to do the study. And it will be a historic trail coming out of Galveston coming up north into Harris County and going out to Brazoria County, marking all of the historic sites um, uh, about the Emancipation Trail um, wow. uh, in, in history and freedom. Uh, and it will be a great economic engine for this region, as well as a huge tourist attraction. Well, it'd be a great thing for kids. You know, when I was young, they took us to Buttercrust Bakery, <laughs> you know, which is, I mean, no offense to Buttercrust Bakery, but we would go to Buttercrust Bakery, and, and as kids, all we could do is wait to get to the end because we'd get some free hot bread. But at the end of the day, what a great thing to take the kids yes. on that trail Absolutely. so they can be educated of their rich, glorious history Absolutely. that makes yeah. up Houston. Yeah. Yes. I'm so glad you brought that up, Miss Edna. We have to keep that going, too. You know, it, it's up to us yes. to make sure that our kids are, in, you know, are instilled. You know, like my, my granddaughter, this is her. She's a junior now at Howard. And it has been an experience. You know, she actually went to like Lamar, and that's where she graduated from. So a uh, total difference in now getting into uh, our HBU college. And she is loving it, and she's learning so much. That is so great. And, you know, oh, I, yeah. I, I don't know all this critical race theory and this and that. And, you know, you hear people. I don't even know what that means. But all I know is one thing is history is history. And it needs to be told Correct. and yes. celebrated yes. and it needs yes. to be complete. Yes. And so that's how I view it. It's not about, you know, at this point, it's about complete. And I think the history of Emancipation Park, I love this concept of this trail. I, I, I'm on board. I want to talk about it oh, even yeah. more. It's going, well, it's going to be beautiful. That's going to be, oh, my God. It, and like he just said, you know, Congress hasn't been fighting. I mean, and let me tell you what. The next thing that she's fighting with, too, is that I think it's House Bill... Is it House Bill 41, the one with the reparation? Yeah. I'm working on that one, too. Well, it's, it's, 
House Bill 41, isn't it? Yeah, well, I'll tell you, when, when Congresswoman Lee, and of course around these parts, you know, there's, there's you know, people famous like, uh, you know, there's Madonna, there's Sting, and, you know, there's Selena. Well, around here, there's Sheila. So we can just say <laughs> Sheila. Am I right, Houston? You know, Sheila. Well, uh, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, Gilbert. I don't use Sheila. You have to say Congresswoman Sheila. Congresswoman Sheila. I, I know, but some yeah, people, some people become think. so iconic. It's just, they're just known by their name, you know? No, 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 no. You I know. You got to give her the respect. But man, I with you. She's unbelievable. I think there's three of her. I'm convinced because there she's everywhere. I, I tell her, I tell, I mean, you're talking about somebody that I admire because I've been with her. I've been with her. Uh, oh my God. My mom then was actually was the first one that got her elected back during the time when she first, uh, you know, got elected and became uh, a congresswoman. So they were part of getting her elected. And then I've just followed her, you know, since then. And I, I tell you, there's no one. I told her, she, there's no one, no person in Congress work harder than Congresswoman Jesus. That, that is true. Well, Miss, and I'm going to leave it there with you. Okay, I really appreciate honey. you calling in and calling so all much. the time. All right. Take care. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We have another caller. I'm so sorry, Ramon. We'll get back to everything we're talking about on the history of the park. Is there a Miss Katie on the line? Is is there a Miss Katie on the line? No, there's Kathy Arley. Oh, Kathy, I apologize. I just I read it wrong. How are you, Kathy? I'm doing great. I think we might have met before, Gil. <laughs> well, thank you for that. Of course. What, tell me what you got for Houston today for me I, or for I, Mr. Ramon Manning. I I have um, lived in Houston since 1969 over in Southwest and probably through the years of passing herd emancipation. Uh, however, in the last couple of years, I have a friend who lives over on Truxulio in the third ward, and I drive through it a couple of times at least a month, and I it warms my heart to hear the history of it. Of all these years, I never thought much about it, and I've seen Emancipation Park. I've seen big gatherings there. I've seen the neighborhood getting really nice. So I just wanted to call in and, and um, say to say thank you for this and hear about emancipation park and now it's going to even be dearer to my heart well stay with me a minute but that's so nice of you to call because listen to this so ramon who's our chairman of the conservancy right go through it was historic and we're going all around because that's how we roll around here on tip from gilbert but go back to how the significance of the monies and how they were raised the public private all coming together to really uh, i don't want to say memorialize but i don't i don't want to say fix up but the bottom line is all the incredible improvements on the park preserve that's what i'm looking for so kathy stay with me because listen to this go ahead well well so gilbert as you know um Emancipation Park is a city of Houston park, and the city um, is not um, in a financial position to uh, give all of the necessary upgrades and necessities to every park in the city of Houston's portfolio. So what happened back in 2014, and we really got to give a lot of credit 
to uh, Judge Zanetta Bernie over uh, uh, at Tours Number Seven. Mm-hmm. She chairs that board over there and the leadership over at Tours Number Seven because they really were the spark plug to really start the the monies to be able to revitalize that park. Um, and it was the epitome of what I call true public-private partnerships um, because you had the public um, – um, such as Tours Number Seven, the City of Houston, um, Texas Parks and Wildlife, and then you had the philanthropic community here locally step up in a big way. You know, Nancy and Rich Kinder at the Kinder Foundation uh, have been great partners since the very beginning. Uh, Houston Endowment, the Brown Foundation. So you really had the uh, philanthropic community step up with the public and really formalize that true public-private partnership to make Emancipation Park what it is today. And the largest investment in this city's history in any community of color at $33.6 million. Uh, and we're not done yet, Gilbert. That's amazing. Boy, the kinders the kinders are just so great, aren't they? Absolutely. So, Kathy, can you believe that? And, Kathy, I don't know if you've been there. Talk to us about, Ramon, I, I've been there. There's a wonderful facility. There's yes. like a big gym or yes. something. There's a, a bunch. Footprint was 10 acres. We're now at 11.7 acres. Um, there is a historic building, which we call the Cultural Center, which was one of the first buildings um, on site, which has been completely renovated. We have meeting space, um, uh, performance areas, uh, an indoor stage and outdoor stage uh, some of the latest AV equipment um, and it's just a state of the art facility in addition to that we have an aquatic center that is being put to great use Uh, it is the only public aquatic center that has a geothermal heating and cooling system holy cow Um, I don't even know what that is but it sounds great absolutely and then we have a rec center that is a brand new building that's built and solar panels. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. Um, and, and Gilbert, we, we're working towards a LEED uh, certification on that campus. And we're really excited because it's a facility um, that's really being used as an anchor in the community. And it's not just about recreation. We've been coining the phrase Emancipation Park is not just about recreation. It's about recreation. Wow. And recreation in a sense that we're operating with the intended purpose of the founders back from 1872. That's amazing. Kathy, can you believe that? That's so Isn't impressive. That amazing? And I, 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 it's amazing. You know, and it's, it's uh, like I said, I wouldn't have known a thing about it until I uh, started seeing a, a, someone who lives over in that area. And I'm there a lot. And just he's explained a lot of it to me. But to hear all this is just so impressive. Well, thank you. Well, Kathy, you're a gem. Thank you so much for calling in to us. And I hope you listen in and call in again and have a wonderful, wonderful day. And oh, by the way, I'm Sasha's grandma. Ah, (laughs) (laughs) Miss Kathy, I didn't make the connection. We'll leave it at that. (laughs) Oh, my God. Sasha is wonderful. Uh, Sasha's my um, I want to call her my surrogate daughter because she and my son have been, you know, an, an item but at the end of the day <laughs> she's always at our house and and i just love her i mean and i'm and kathy i'm heartbroken because ben oh. we took him to lsu and i know sasha's gonna be going to campbell this week and i don't know what i'm gonna do without him oh i i told paul though when he left for his college it broke my heart and i said well you know what turnarounds fair play and thank you for calling in
You're welcome, and thank you for this guest. I am so tickled that I actually know what you're talking about now. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, just call in anytime. I sure will. Thanks, Gil. Thank Bye-bye. you. Bye-bye now. Ramon, I, I want to make sure we get this in, which is tell us about some of your business ventures, because I know you've been involved in lots of different things. You're a very successful entrepreneur. Um, you know, anything you can share, anything you yeah, want to highlight you know, of what your latest venture is? Yeah, Gilbert, you know, I've I've, I've jumped into some deep yep. water here lately. Um, we have literally um, just launched a private equity buyout fund. Oh, wonderful. Ridgegate Capital. And uh, we're going to be focused on lower middle market. Um, and we're excited. We think that, you know, I'm contrarian by nature. And I think what COVID has done, Gilbert, um, it's really allowed, I don't know about you, but it allowed me to kind of have some time to really reflect and think about the impact that I want to make and what this next half of my life mm-hmm. uh, um, is going to look like. And, you know, I felt like if there was ever a time to be bold and do something, it was coming out of COVID. Mm-hmm. You know, while everybody's kind of packing it in and holding and trying to wait and see, I want to take this contrarian approach and really get aggressive. You know, most people don't know this. Um, in the lower middle market sector, the number one owner of those businesses that are privately held is the baby boomer. And what came out of COVID, I know for a fact is that most people have been reflective in thinking about the next chapter. Mm -hmm. And I feel like now is the best time to really start to engage in the lower middle market with an increased deal flow opportunity set where you can go after and get some great family owned legacy businesses um, at good multiples. Well, what's interesting is the concept, I think we can all put it to use in our daily lives, which is you took a, a, a negative or a sad element, which is COVID, yes, and used it as a positive, which is now's the time for a phoenix. Absolutely. And I'm going to now come in and be, I, I like the word you said, aggressive. You're, I'm yes. going to be aggressive and, and here's the time. Yes. I think that's a good lesson uh, for everyone out there, especially Absolutely. young people, to not be afraid. As an entrepreneur, give us some stories for some young people that might be listening or, or some parents that have kids that are trying to be entrepreneurs and they say, oh, my son or daughter, they're trying to do this or that. You know, I mean, it takes a while to make it, but sometimes innate in you is the desire to make a difference, be your own boss, chart your own path. Tell us about that. You know, Gilbert, um, I truly believe that everything is about the relationships that you developed and the support system around you. Um, I've been very blessed and fortunate to have developed great relationships, but more importantly, have a great support system around me. My wife supports um, my entrepreneur, my entrepreneurial endeavors. Um, and, you know, really, Gilbert, entrepreneurship is really, it has a service tinge to it because Mm -hmm. you're doing some things not just to solely make money you want to build something so you can leave something Mm -hmm. and for me it's really about what's your contribution right what are you building to leave and as I think about where I want to go um, it's really about building something to leave and I'll just have a quote you know my uncle used to always say 
don't nothing happen until somebody sells something. That's exactly right. And you may think <laughs> it's kind of like you may think your house is worth this or that until you go try to sell it. Exactly. And then you really learn. Hold, hold that thought. We have another caller. Is there an Alexandra on the phone? Hi. Yes, I'm on the phone. Alexandra, welcome to a tip from Gilbert. Talk, inspiration, and prayer. We have Mr. Ramon Mann out of Emancipation Park. So what do you got for him or for me or for Houston? Definitely. So I have a question just um, from as a younger person in Houston that wants to make more community impact and just seeing if he has any advice for all the younger generations listening that want to make a difference or just a change in their area, just as he has. Are you a millennial, as they say? Um, no, I'm actually Gen Z, as they say. Okay, Gen Z. I, I need a flow chart, right? I mean, okay, uh, baby boomer. I think I'm the end of the baby boomer. Um, Alexander, what came after me? So what's after after baby boomers? I think after that is millennials and then Gen Z. So I'm right at the cutoff between millennial and Gen Z. It's a I little complicated. <laughs> well, you know, I don't know who comes up with all that stuff, but whoever it is, I guess they must be smart. Uh, so let's go. So I think the question is, you know, what can a young person do? You know, I, I that, that's a great question. I would always lead by thinking about where you live and as my uncle used to always say you know you you got to start in your own house first right how can you begin to make the community in which you live work and play better um, and something that's connected to you so you have that passion and that connectivity to it and not just doing something for the sake of oh this is trendy this is the flavor of the month right. this is what's happening in the philanthropic community you know this quarter or what have you I always try to tell people to get engaged in the community in which you live work and play and contribute there because there's connectivity to it and if you make that better in turn it creates a high tide where all boats rise excellent and i would say to add to his comments some of the basics register and vote amen you know and i'm not going to try to say everyone knows my leanings and this and that at the end of the day whether you lean with me or lean against me at the end of the day this is our country it's our city it's one government it's one place and we got to learn to work together and ultimately register and vote. And my wife always said, uh, if you don't vote, don't complain. So, you know, if you want to make it better, get involved. Yes. And there's so many places that are looking for volunteers. There's just so many things, whether it's the church, so many nonprofits, get involved with Emancipation Park. Yes. I mean, there's so many different things out there, Alexandra. So I hope that, uh, you know, you really um, being a, you said Generation Z, what was your generation? Yes, Gen Generations Z. Generations Gen Z. So you got to say Gen Z, not gener Gen Z. Gen Z. <laughs> being, a, being a Gen Z, that's how you say it there, Ramon. So being a Gen Z, it uh, warms my heart that you're listening and that you took the time to call in because this is your Houston. So get involved. Alexandra, thank you for calling in and uh, talking to me, a tip from Gilbert and Mr. Ramon Manning. Thank you. Have a great day. Thank you. Ramon, I want to come back to something you said, and, and maybe you you said it somewhat quickly, but I want to go back to it. You gave great homage to your wife. Mm -hmm. And 
I think it's important for people to realize when you're an entrepreneur or when you're trying to do something important, big, incredible, like Emancipation Park tournament, it takes you and your spouse and your whole family yes, because sir. you're because you're in it 100. Yes. percent Yes. And I just think that was lovely. And I don't know yeah. if you want to expand on it. Well, but, well, but Gilbert, anything that you've been successful at that you're passionate about family is always involved in some form or fashion um i don't know anyone that's done anything on their own that's right Mm -hmm. i don't know anyone amen right and so and for me as you look at a model for success it's a team effort baby it's a team effort yeah i like that let me go to another caller i apologize ramon uh is there an ernie on the line Yes, good morning. Good morning, Gilbert and Ramon. Good Y'all morning. sound great this morning. Oh, well, Ernie, Monday. thank you very, very much. Uplifting. And thank you for calling in. You're here with me, a tip from Gilbert and Ramon Manning. What you got today for us or for Houston? I want to thank Ramon for the uh, wonderful work at the Emancipation Park. It's so important, and it reminds me of uh, the Indigo Park where in the Magnolia area where they've done so much work as well. But I think that the champions of this effort for emancipation have just gone off the chart. And please, uh, anything I can do, I'm going to be out there to help as well because I've had events there. But I also wanted to to uh, say your information to the caller earlier Uh, Ramon, about getting involved in the community, in their community. It's so important because, for example, Gilbert helps young people by helping the uh, millennials, the Houston millennials. And I think that when you look at different groups like yourself, uh, you could use some volunteers, key volunteers. Absolutely. And uh, we have a group out there. Avance that is uh, working in community services for the families, mm-hmm. uh, Hispanic, African American, Asian American, and this is available for free services. That if people seek those services through Avance, they can really get ahead in life. And so, I think that if anyone wants a great place to volunteer. Avance or Emancipation Park would be a great opportunity. I know that they're about to have their gala Avance. It's their biggest fundraiser on October the 20th. So if anyone wants to get involved with that, that's important too, because that's how uh, fundraising works for nonprofits. And so I wanted to uh, encourage you, Ramon, if you have anything, any time that is fundraising related, that's one of my fortes. So I really would love to support you and help you. As Gilbert said, we all have to come together as a community, different nationalities that work yes. best together. Yes. Amen. Ernie, tell me again about, I've heard of Avance, right? Um, and I've heard, I don't know, bits and pieces. Tell me a little bit more about it. it it's a, Is it a Houston group? Is it a national group? Or just give me a it little is, bit more of that. It is a Houston group and it is funded by, uh, it does receive uh, foundation funding. It does receive United Way funding. The The real core of it is um, they have agencies all over the city that partner and they can give services from how do I uh, first buy, a, you know, a first home? Uh, how can I help my kids in school if I'm having disciplinary issues? How can I help myself? get a better job? What do I need to do to prepare myself better? They have all forms of services that they call 
uh, family service. And do they have like a location or, or a couple locations or what have we got? They have, they, I believe they have over 60 locations around the city. And what's more important too, they have a main location, their offices over there off of, a, right there, I believe off of um, Mangum. And they office in this beautiful spread where you can come and learn. And they also have classes that you can uh, join, whether it's health related or physical uh, uh, improvement. They do all forms of uh, levels of support for families. Very good. Very good, Ernie. I really appreciate that. Thank you for calling in and I hope you call in again. Thank you so much. And Ramon, keep up the great work. You're very impressive. We appreciate it. Thank Thank you. you. So let me go back to something else. I want to make sure we get this in. What is the website or where someone can get more information on Emancipation Park? As well as, you know, I really mean, what's the website if people wanted to learn more about your business and how to support it? Yes. Um, Emancipation Park's website is W. You can take a look at our programs. Um, you can take a look at some of our volunteer opportunities. You know, this weekend at Emancipation Park from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m., we have a back to school fair where we're going oh, yeah? where we're going to be giving out backpacks and school supplies uh, to folks in the community. Um, so be sure to show up for that. Um, and Gilbert, as it relates to myself, you know, um, private equity is uh, is a tough business you know you you're, you're raising capital from you know high net worth individuals and and institutional investors and it's really really beating the pavement um you got to raise some money before you can deploy it right and i'm deep in the throes of fundraising it's been going well however you know cracking into that institutional uh, world um is a challenge and i'm making a little headway you know things just never happen as fast as you would like them to uh, but I feel pretty good about where we're going. Um, and I think, as I mentioned earlier, now is the time to really look where the lower middle market activity is uh, is picking up. And you don't mean companies just in Houston or just in oh, Texas. No. It's, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. Oh, yes. Okay. Uh, I want to come back to that, but I want to make a comment on what something you made because as an entrepreneur myself, and it took me a couple of times, mm-hmm. and you know, you never really quote unquote make it. But, you know, we were at a critical mass, our firm, um, but it took me a couple of times. And I'd make the case that no matter what you think, as you get started, it's going to take twice as long. Yes. And no matter what capital or the amount of initial money you think you need, it's probably going to take twice as much. Yes. It just does. Yes. And, you know, it's just one of those laws of gravity or yes. laws of, of financial nature. So, but I know you're going to be successful because I know you and you're not going to rest. No. And I think that's the way it is. It reminds me of the analogy of when people think about, and first of all, I don't believe America was discovered because, you know, we were here a long time. Already people we here. were already you here for a long time time. So I don't know about it, just the whole concept of discovered. But when Christopher Columbus and his uh, Nina Pinta Santa Maria came here, can you imagine when they left? They said, all right, we're either going to find this new land that we don't know, or frankly, we're going to drown. I mean, it's like, we're going to go. Correct. 
And that's price, precisely what made them find it. Absolutely. And that's what being an entrepreneur is. You got to sort of say, I'm either going to build this thing or I'm going to drown. And that's precisely the motivation that yes. gets you there. Yes. And so I'm really, really excited for your journey. Um, give that website one more time for both. Yes. Um, Emancipation Park is www.epconservancy.org. Uh, and my website is www.ridgegatelp.com. And if people want to get involved on this Saturday, is it too late? No. Okay. And, no. and for one, how to say kids line up or show up to participate? Yes, or? it is a first come, first serve okay. basis. I would encourage you to show up early. Right. Um, and you can feel free to give Emancipation Park uh, a call at um, 713 529 1872. 1872. How yeah. great. Yes. So let's, I'm going to read that back, uh, listeners. 713 529 1872. And again, this is for this Saturday. 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. First come, first serve. First come, first serve on backpack giveaways. You know, I have participated in many of these in the past. And you know what? Our community needs help. Absolutely. And needs support. I salute you for doing it. Um, But, you know, you hear sometimes people talk about, oh, you know who they are on TV and this and that. Oh, there's this. And at the end of the day, people wouldn't be there waiting hours. Many of those where cars are lined up starting at, you know, 6 a.m. for a 9 a.m. food giveaway. That that doesn't happen unless they need help. And I know uh, Pastor Claude Cummins III, always at his Victory Church, does food giveaways all the time. I've done some with him. I think that's wonderful. So congratulations to you. Thank you. I think we have another call coming through here. But as I wait for this call, you know, I don't know if this is one of those tomato or tomato, but you, but you always say aunt. And I don't know, I say aunt. Uh, and I don't, I don't know what that is. Uh, I mean, do, I mean <laughs> you know, but you always say aunt and I think, and I don't know, I say ant. Now, I know an ant is really a little creature. Right, right. right. Uh, but sometimes I just say tia, but that's the easy way out. But I but I just think that's, that's what makes the world go round, doesn't it? Absolutely. Uh, we have a Marina on the line. Marina, are you there? I am. I'm in my car, but I wanted to just say uh, just a big shout out to you for uh, what you're doing. Uh, Mr. Gilbert, bringing all these great people on your show. And I, I heard... I, I heard a a little bit about the volunteerism and, you know, um, I really want to encourage people to volunteer. Um, I worked on both ends, uh, one in the nonprofit arena and, uh, you know, on the boards and also, you know, from corporations. And, you know, a lot of times you don't realize that little bit means so much to the organization. You're like, oh, I don't have a whole lot of time. You know, but I, I, you know, but you know, those two hours or a commitment of dedicated service can mean so much to organizations. And even right now, when we're having to pull resources together um, just to make ends meet, especially a lot of nonprofits are uh, uh, have decreased in staffing, and so your contributions can mean so much. Um, there are so many things that can happen, and so I just wanted to say, you know, just wanted to encourage people to say. You know what? There's so much that can be done, and together, everyone achieves more. We can achieve so much more for our city. Well, Marina, I really thank you for those comments. And what I have found is when you donate some time, I don't know if donate's the right time, volunteer some time, you get hooked. 
Yes. Because it's a beautiful feeling as a yep. human being yep. to help another human being, another person. And, you know, you get away from the things that society has tried to teach you about, you know, black, brown, white, Asian, you know, all these different things that we're taught. When you realize none of that really matters, we're all people and we're all one race right the human race as they say and i believe that if you volunteer you'll probably volunteer again because it just touches your heart it touches your spirit but marina i really think that's wonderful i'm going to give you the last word anything else you'd like to share with houston well, one of the things I'd like to share is um, and not only about the volunteering, um, is that it actually has, and I don't have the study before me, it actually has health benefits for you, for the people who are giving out. Um, also, to, uh, you know, that you feel good. You know, you if you're feeling depressed, one of the best ways to go out and you help somebody else who's, who's also in that same situation or other things. But I just wanted to share, you know, I have had a lifetime commitment, you know, up to Houston and other, um, and to and, you know, to volunteering, and, 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 and I have found it to be very beneficial. I'd love to give back. Um, um, this is an unofficial announcement, but I am running for city council in Houston in, uh, next year, 2023. So, Good for you, Marina. You know, just, what, what, what position or district? Go ahead. Lay it out. Yeah, um, uh, and, and, you know, this is sort of unofficial because we officially filed next year, um, but I will be running for at-large city council position, too. And so with my 21 years of uh, city of experience of working from the mayor's office to housing and community development and solid waste management department, I mean, public information, um, been able to see a lot, also working in the state level, working in the private sector. I want to bring all of that together. One of the things that you were talking about, one of the reasons I'm so passionate and I got on the show today was because volunteerism is so important. It's not just like we were talking about donation. It's an investment. It's investment into yourself. It's investment into your community. And that's one of the roles that I had was to manage some of the volunteerism um, for a major corporation. And so I'm just excited for the opportunity to just just give us a little soundbite or just a little encouragement in that direction. And um, you know, hopefully we'll be hearing more. We'll be able to talk more in the future. Well, Marina, I'm hugging you on the phone. I really admire people who go into public service. And let me just say this. I hope you'll do me a favor, which is when you run or announce or whatever, go ahead and call in. OK, this I want this show to be the people's show. If you people, everyone listening on all our stations, I'll just run through them again. KWWJ, keep walking with Jesus, 1360 AM, 96.9 FM. Of course, the historic KYOK, 1140 AM, The Source. I want to sound like, you know, Darth Vader, the source. You know, he's got that great voice, the source. The KCOH, 1230 AM, Aliento Radio, 1540 AM, 101.7 FM. And Sangeet Radio, 95.1 FM, 1460 AM. Uh, I want this show to be the people's show. So if there's something going on with your organization, your church, your school, uh, you want to talk about an issue about the city that either you like or you don't like, uh, or just share anything, please call in. And Marina, I hope you will call in again and let us know about that race and where you're at. Um, I, I am a, a minister of the gospel, and I also have a book called The Due Season, which is in English and in Spanish. And so um, anytime you want to talk about it, we'd lo- I'd love to tell you that, you know, many people are feeling weary. And so in Galatians 6 and 9, it says, be not weary and well-doing for in due season you will reap if you faint not. I just want to encourage everybody out there to not get weary and doing well. Continue to 
press the words, the mark of the prize, the high calling in Christ Jesus. God bless you, and I'm going to, uh, uh, I know it's almost time for you to get off. <laughs> well, thank you, Marina. Thank you for calling in. We'll hear from you soon. Thank you so much. God bless. Bye-bye. And to you. Do we have another caller there? I, think, I thought we had another caller, Ramon. You're popular today, my friend. We have a Robin. Robin, are you on the line? Yes. Speak to me, Robin. Used to Ramon Manning. Oh, hi. Hi. Hello. Um, so, yes, my name is Robin Fulford. I'm the Democratic Party nominee running for U.S. Congress in the 2nd Congressional District. So I'm the one that is taking on Dan Crenshaw. And I right now am working on building my relational organizing across the district, uh, turning out voters to help people down ballot. And on this Saturday, the 20th, from 6 to 9 p.m., I'm having a fundraiser and volunteer kickoff. And that is at the Blue Lion Pub in the Woodlands. And that will be from 6 to 9. And we'll have music and food and everyone, everybody there. And we have sponsorship levels. And um, I just, I would love to see see y'all there and robin what's your website i want to make sure people get a chance to read read sure. up on you there yes absolutely it's fulford for congress that's f as in frank u-l f as in frank o-r-d as in democrat and what motivates you to run i mean has that been in your blood your parents or you know when yeah. did the light bulb go out for you well i have always been politically um, thoughtful. So I grew up outside of Baltimore. My grandmother was a coal miner's daughter in West Virginia. Uh, got her first pair of glasses thanks to the unions and uh, her father died of black lung. So uh, thinking about uh, how uh, disparity and wealth has always been uh, a part of how I was raised. And uh, when I graduated from UCLA, I moved to Texas. And when I was in, moved to the Woodlands, I didn't know what the political uh, makeup was here. I just started talking to people and was proud of my values and always spoke up. And so then I started Democratic Club of the Woodlands and started our PAC. I was a Democratic voter precinct chair because I live in the Harris County part of the Woodlands. And um, it kind of grew from there. So. When we got redistricted, I realized that through my leadership, I had already established relationships with organizers across the district and that I could best serve the voters in Congressional District 2 by leveraging my resources and connections and making sure that voters actually have their concerns uh, addressed. I really thoroughly believe that our elected leaders are supposed to be public servants. Um, and that's that's what I aim to do. Well, amen to that, Robin. Thank you for calling yep. in, and we wish you yep. great success. And um, thank you for calling in. It's very kind of you. Thank you. I appreciate you. Thank you, Robin. Likewise. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. Bye. 
So is there, was there another caller or no? Okay, very good. So let me go back to you, Ramon. So uh, if you look at Emancipation Park, when was the big turn? So there was the 1872 when it was founded. What happened in the early 1900s? Wasn't there another critical date? No. So Gilbert, what, what, what was very, very important early on with Emancipation Park was that it served as a beacon for the community. Everything that happened at Emancipation Park early on, because remember, we were deep in segregation. Right. Unlike you, when you think of a park, you think recreation, mm-hmm. right? Recreational activities. Gilbert, you had everything from weddings, um, um, business meetings, um, softball games, rodeos, um, community events. Um, this was spectacular. It was almost like a safe zone, right? I mean, is that the right phrase maybe? I, I would I would call it the center of the community. You know, all things that a community needs happened at Emancipation Park in the early 1900s. And still to this day, we just had a baby shower a week ago. What a beautiful thing. Yeah. And do the people, um, is there still a lot of history that people are aware of? Yes, uh, because but only, that's the beautiful yes, thing to only, keep it alive and rich. Only the 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 old what I call the old school community people mm-hmm. who've been there for years, and I think Emancipation Park has a has a wonderful unique story, and how we tell this story because you got to remember Gilbert. Back in the day, you had some of your first African-American millionaires office right off of Dowling, which is now Emancipation Ave. Hold that thought. I want to talk about that in a minute, but keep going. Yes. You know, Mac Hanna, you know, Hobart Taylor, who was uh, deputy, you know, secretary under LBJ um, of Commerce. Mm -hmm. And so you had a lot of successful people. And then just from the arts and the music, you had the El Dorado Ballroom, which is going through a big renovation where everyone from Ella Fitzgerald to B.B. King all performed right there in Third Ward. Wow. Now, let me ask you this. Who in the world had the thought to name a street right there, Dowling? Well, so so think think about that for a minute. Here's what you got to remember now. So that street did not start out as Dowling. It did not. It started out as East Broadway. The name was changed to pay homage to a Confederate soldier, Dick Dowling. And the, and the side street abutting the park, which is now 2AM, is a town where he grew up. No in Europe. kidding. Yes. So that was deliberate to send a message to the African-American community, which was acquired property to send a message to them. Yeah, you think you're free, but you ain't doing nothing. We're boxing you in. Isn't that amazing? Yes. Come on. When yes. did that happen? So that, you know? so that happened. That name change happened. I want to say, don't quote me on this, yep. around the 1920s, 1930s, somewhere in that window. What, a, what an incredible story. Yeah. So when did we have the courage to say, you know what? That makes no sense. Representative Garnett Coleman. Amen to Garnett Coleman. Garnett Coleman said, we are going to change 
that name and it was become his it was because his tireless work the name left dowling in the dust and became emancipation ave good for him he's such a warrior yes. right and you know he never really gets the full credit in my opinion that he deserves because he's one of the first in like everything absolutely and the great thing is now we have of course jolanda jones and you know jolanda boy she's gonna give him hell in austin she loves the fight she, oh boy they, they, i mean she's gonna take up exactly where garnett left off because that's that's just how they are which is fantastic so let me go back for a second um that's an incredible story yes and i wonder if we went and did looked across america that's probably a story that's everywhere. Well, Gilbert, everywhere. You, have to, you have to realize that's what all of these Confederate monuments were about. Let me ask you a question. Where in a country do you build statues and monuments to individuals who went against the republic? Oh, and by the way, they lost. Yeah, yeah that's right. So they people, lost. So defeated rebels. Correct. That went against the Republic. So I'm all about history. I'm not one of these people that says tear down every monument. You know what I'm about? Tell the real history. Yep. Tell the accurate history of who these people were and what they did. Yep. And there's a place for it. Yes. But not right down the Correct. center of the African Correct. community. There's a place for it. Correct. A museum or, or there's, there's a place for it. Correct. But not there, why can't we have it, you know, uh, you know, Frederick Douglass Avenue, I mean, one of one of our own that's, yes. you know, that struggle, something like that, or Harriet Tubman Avenue. Gilbert, it was done to send a message, period, full stop. And so for me, I'm not one of those individuals that gets, you know, emotional about it, because I think cooler heads always mm -hmm. prevail. We need to be thoughtful and strategic about what we're doing, but more importantly, telling the accurate history to the kids and to the grandkids behind us so they know the real story. That's right. These were not heroes. They went against the Republic and they lost. That's right. Well, you know, there was an old show called Carol Burnett and at the end of the show, she there was a song that went, uh, I'm so glad we had this time, time together. together. Remember that? To yeah. have a laugh and sing. And just before you know it, comes the time we have to say so long. Ramon, can you believe an hour's over? I cannot. I really enjoyed I mean, this. I mean, is this unbelievable? Yeah, I now, really enjoyed we're gonna, this. We're going to close shop me and you on social media in a minute. Let's cue up that song because, Ramon, everything you said, I think, is so relevant today. And I think it's even more relevant in these times Absolutely. today with this meanness and all this lack of understanding. And that's what this song was all about, mm -hmm. which is love is all around us. And we're going to go ahead and let it play through. It's written on the wind. It's everywhere I go. So if you really love me, come on and let it show. At the end of the day, we all need to love each other, Houston, because it's our city. And we all want the same thing, which is to make it better, primarily better for our kids. Yes. That's, that's I think, ingrained in all people. So let's get past all these differences and let's move forward. So enjoy. Love is all around you, all around from the Trogs.
hear that line, it just gives me a feeling of um, spirituality. I need someone beside me in everything I do. Oh, I love you. Isn't it true that there's love all around? All you got to do, Ramon, is just look at kids, their beautiful smiles. They don't know all these things. It's society that teaches them differences and different looks and different colors and different, you know. You get kids all together in one room and they play together. And that's what we've got to get back to. So it's okay to let it show. Social media, we just completed an hour here with Mr. Ramon Manning. As a reminder, you're on with a tip from Gilbert. Talk inspiration and prayer. And again, we're KWWJ, 1360 AM, 96.9 FM, KYOK, 1140 AM, KCOH, The Source, 1230 AM, Aliento Radio, 1540 AM, 101.7 FM, Sangeet Radio, 95.1 FM, 1460 AM. Try to say that fast five times. There's no way. And uh, we're every Monday from 11 to 12. Call in, call in, call in. 832-570-8075. And remember, register to vote. Vote, vote, vote. Like my mom said, if you don't vote, don't complain. We're here with Ramon Manny. We had a great conversation about Emancipation Park and its history. I'd like Ramon to just one more time, especially here on social media, give it the website, the phone number. Tell us a little bit about Saturday because I think it's a beautiful thing. How many young people are you expecting, et cetera, et cetera? Gilbert, it's going to be a packed house. Yep. Um, again, go to www.epconservancy.org. We got a Back to school drive, 9 a.m. this Saturday. Get there early. School supplies and backpacks. That's a beautiful thing. Congratulations for Thank doing you. that. Thank you. 713-529-1872 is the phone number. They always need volunteers. I'm sure they could use some help on Saturday morning. And I uh, want to give Ramon Manning the last word today. And I thank him for making time. He had to take his children to get their physical this morning. And he was rushing all around to be here with us here in Houston. Uh, and I thank him. He's an entrepreneur. He's always busy because he's always making things happen. Ramon, what's the last word you want to say to our listeners, viewers, and everything else here in Houston? You know, um, a wise person once said, service is the rent we pay for being on this earth. I think that um, always contributing and thinking about something greater than yourself will always benefit you and everyone else. God, I'm going to take that line. I hope you don't mind. I'll give you, I'll attribute it to you. Not that maybe you didn't come up with it, but I'm going to say, I and I Ramon told some, me. Some, some, I, 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 I believe it was Muhammad Ali, but I'm not 100% certain. But if you Google service is the rent that we pay for being, it, it will, it will 
pop up on who that quote was from, but I just never forgot it because a friend mentioned that to me years ago, and I've just never, I've never, never forgotten it. I love it. And, you know, speaking of Muhammad Ali, I mean, the other incredible athlete who was such a sort of game change society was Bill Russell. Absolutely. And people don't think about some people, um, uh, Harry Belafonte, uh, you know, uh, Bill Russell. Yes. The icons, sure, they were great athletes or they were great. Sidney Poitier, they were great actors. But they were great actors and athletes in a time where things weren't really normal. Absolutely. And yet they overcame it. And and so I'm so glad you mentioned Muhammad Ali because what an incredible man. Yes. uh, He is and, and others. So... We are signing off. I want to say thank you to, that's my phone, so I apologize for that. So let's just say, you know, thank you to Houston. Thank you to Mr. Ramon Manny, studio audience. Please give him a round of applause because um, he's very busy and it's nice of him to take time out. Go to Emancipation Park, spread the word, enjoy the facilities, and remember when you're enjoying those facilities, the history behind it. See, that's the key. If you enjoy it, don't just say, oh, I'm in a nice park. Remember the history and what the word emancipation means when you think of Emancipation Park on Emancipation Boulevard. Ave. Ave, excuse me, on Emancipation Avenue. Keep that in mind. So, Houston, this is Gilbert Andrew Garcia signing off, and we'll see you next time. This is Gilbert Andrew Garcia. Listen to my radio show, A Tip from Gilbert. Talk, inspiration, and prayer every Monday from 11 a.m. till noon on Houston's Gospel Leader, KWWJ. 1360 AM and streaming live on kwwj.org. Listen on the legendary KYOK 1140 AM and streaming live on kyokradio.org. KCOH 1230 AM, The Source. On Sand Geek Radio 95.1 FM 1460 AM. And Aliento Radio 101.7 FM and 1540 AM. Call in at 832 832- 2-570-8075 and follow me on social media. See you then.